2: Time for the 49ers rush podcast. And here's your host john chapman
3: what is going on faithful it is absolutely incredible to be with you guys here we are uh day three of the nfl draft if you are watching this live the 49ers are three picks away from being on the clock at pick 155 and so yeah we're not going live the whole day today but I wanted to jump in and out and kind of just enjoy it and be with you guys as this goes on. So we're going to get a live reaction um, on exactly what the 49ers are going to do with this pick. Now, let's just be honest. I have not been the biggest fan of this draft. I don't think a lot of people have. Have the 49ers added players that are going to improve the roster? Yes, of course. Did the 49ers do what everybody wanted at these different spots? No, uh, that's, that's not what it has come across. But that's okay. Um, not a bad deal whatsoever. And as we lead up to this pick, I want to jump into who are some targets that I think I would like them to go with. Um, who are some targets that you guys would want them to go with? Let me, um, I'm just going to share in the chat for those of you guys that are joining us. If you want to take a look at the big board that we currently have set up. And, you know, I've been processing through this. Clayton helped a lot with this as well. But if you want to see the 294 prospects that we ranked and positions and all that stuff, you want to see who's gone, who's not there um, so that you can go through that with us. That's available. I'll say this. There's still a lot, a lot of talent, a lot of talent that is available. Um uh picks in for the Detroit Lions they just took Colby, Sorestaw, a tackle out of William and Mary. I didn't grade him, and now we're starting to get into some of those guys. You know, we're getting a couple undrafted free agent guys off the board lately as well, but there's still a lot of top talent that's available. Um, you know, if I'm just looking, if I take safety out of the equation. Um, just because, you know, we already drafted one. I don't think that there's really a need for another safety. You don't carry that much. But we did draft a tight end in Cameron Latu. I do, even before this draft even started, I said repeatedly, I want two tight ends, I want two edges, I want two tackles. So just because we took Cameron Latu again, I did not like that pick whatsoever. I did put up two Patreon breakdowns this morning. Woke up about 4 a.m., Started breaking down the film, baby, because I wanted to be able to get something out there for you guys. So if you haven't joined us on Patreon yet, that's up over there. Um, And so we'll check that. Now, I am flying solo right here. Um, Clayton's been amazing all freaking weekend. He's awesome. Um, But, yeah, so anyway, having said that, if we're just looking at this big board, and here are some of the best players, non-safeties. I think uh, Victor Oluwatimi center. Owen Popo, linebacker Auburn. I like him a lot. Andre Carter, edge army. Moro Ajomo, defensive tackle. Luke Whipner, center. Eli Ricks, corner. Tanner McKee. I was really high on him. All the quarterbacks have gone off the board. Almost exclusive. They're all almost gone. But I did like Tanner McKee considerably. I think he's a really, really fun player. Kobe Turner, Keandre Coburn. There's a lot of guys. Wide receivers, Rakeem Jarrett. That's the pick I want. I want, if I was going to pick this pick, Rakeem Jarrett is at the top of my list. Watch him go off right here. Uh, but there's a lot of guys. Corner, Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford. Payne Durham, if you want to double up. If you want to go offensive line, Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. Probably a guard, um, but he can play tackle. He kind of fits that, you know, whatever the 49ers always look for in those tackles. But if you're somebody that's sitting there like, man, quarterback, we got you another quarterback. You got Jaron Hall, BYU, and you've got Tanner McKee. Those are the two guys I would be targeting there. Um, There was a really good comment here from Bro Montana, and this is something I kind of want to highlight on. And probably one of the things that I think people got so upset with with the 49ers he said, San Francisco keeps taking the lowest premium positions with high-end contracts coming up. I feel like we watered-down draft with low-end positional needs. I mean, there's no lower position to draft ever than kicker. Um, and so, obviously, I'm not a fan of drafting kickers before the seventh round. Even the seventh round, I wouldn't have really liked it. So they took them third. Kyle, uh, and I'll play this clip just so we can kind of get this because I, I think I think you hit on it. You know, I, I copied these last night. Um, you know, it, it John, this is John on the kicker. Uh, this is John Lynch on the kicker, and we'll hear the joke from Kyle Shanahan that he thinks is hilarious. But uh, here's John on why the kicker. Yeah,
4: I, I just think, um, you know, the things I described, you know, he's, he's an extremely confident kid. He's, uh, you know, he's been through, you know, uh, that competition I spoke of at Michigan, um, you know, the way he kicks, he's an extremely aggressive kicker, all the things that, you know, we just became very convicted. Yeah. You have to look at history and, and study it. Uh, We didn't pick him in the second round. Like Kyle said, we see that as a fourth round pick and we felt it was worthy of the pick. And so, you know, we're convicted on it.
3: Man, right there. Uh, As I say that my number one player on my big board, Victor Oluwatimi goes, where else? But to the freaking Seahawks, who are just having a draft of a century. Um, And I think in back-to-back years. Now, just because you really like these guys, um, or I like these guys, doesn't mean they're going to be incredible. But, you know, they have seized the opportunity. There's no doubt about that. The Eagles dominated. Seahawks dominated. Steelers dominated. Like, there's three clear, awesome teams that have just done well this draft. I don't think anybody's going to say that about the Niners. Um, who are now on the clock? I'm going to ask everybody in the chat not to tip the pick if that's okay, uh, just because there's a little bit of a delay. So, if you want to, if you're one of those people that don't want the pick tipped, just go ahead and just hide that chat for a few minutes. The 49ers are on the clock, and so far, this draft it does not seem like they're being hyper aggressive, they seem very content with their roster. You trade up for a safety, you know, he's not going to be in. We don't have a lot of starting spots. I I get that. I understand that, and I agree with that. The 49ers pick is in at 155. So uh, excited about this. They didn't trade back. They have waited a very long time. The fifth round is where they have dominated. So I'm excited to see this, and we're going to go through the player that they did get, Niners pick again uh, towards the end of the fifth round, 173. So you've got 18 more picks in between their next pick if they do not trade up, uh, which the draft capital that they have left, I doubt that they would be able to trade up. Uh, You could give your sixth. But currently they have this pick, which they just put in, 173 in the fifth round, 216 at the very end of the sixth, and then three super late sevens. So that's a big reason why I didn't want to go live today. There's just hours and hours between um the 49ers picks but I'm excited right here. This is the round, right? Uh everybody kind of applauds what the Niners have done in the fifth round. Seems like almost every single year they hit they hit they hit. Will that continue? Um I'm excited. There's still quality edge, there's still quality tackles, there's still quality corners, wide receiver, there is just so much talent available. Um so yeah, we're we're going to have to see what they do here. I'm excited. Um this is fun. And am I a big fan of the 49ers draft so far? Hell no, not even close, but I'm a huge fan of the team and I end every show with stay strong, faithful. And I'm going to pull for these guys regardless. And I hope they develop, uh, but we'll see here. So the pick is in, it doesn't look like they're going to announce it. Um, I, I've got it on NFL network, but whenever it comes across, I will announce it as it does. Um, but man, there's a lot of guys that are available and, and, you can get better at so many positions. You know, if we look at just biggest draft needs, I've said edge from the start, just because that's one of the deepest positions since the 49ers have kind of been around um, since Kyle Shanahan and them have come up. Here we go. Here's the selection from Mexico city. Oh, what's up, man. I was at that same place when we went down there. Um, Absolutely love it. 49ers select. Here we go. They got to show it. They're still talking on there, but that's all right. Here we go, baby. Pick 155, the 49ers select in round five after sitting for a while, Daryl Luter Jr., cornerback, South Alabama. I like this kid. I really did like this kid considerably. Um, Let me pull up my draft. This is awesome. Premium position, could play safety, could play all over the place. I I really did. I had – this is a good pick. This is a pick I'm excited about um they met with him a few times now film's hard to get on south alabama i will say that so for the Patriot guys that are like oh man how how <laughs> it's going to be hard but i'll I'll see what i could do to get some film on him he he's a fun player i'm just going to be really really honest um let's see here i'm trying to pull it up it's my my documents being kind of weird i apologize about that but he spells his name fun Daryl Luter Jr. and awesome pick right here. Uh, I I really do like that. Now um, as we pull up his his stuff, here we go. Six foot one eighty nine. I have been screaming from the mountaintops. Six foot two hundred pound players. The the safety we traded up for Jair Brown. Same thing, almost identical. Six foot one eighty nine. He played 702 snaps last year, 28 tackles, 7 pass breakups. He had an 87.9 QBR when targeted. Um, Pretty great across the board. Coverage grade, 70.4. This is PFF. Run defense, 73.6. Tackling, 83.1. One of my favorite things about him was a 26.7% catch rate. He doesn't give up a lot of passes. He fits what the Niners love out of their corners in the fact that, hey, He's going to be blanketed. He's not a huge ball skills guy, but he's going to blanket the wide receiver and create a very small window for the pass to be completed. Um, 97.8 grade in single coverage, which was the highest in the country. I love that. Um, He was awesome. Great frame, NFL corner, change of directions, decent. Ball skills, very good. Pass breakups and catches allowed off the charts. That's what he did. That was awesome. Natural balance, quick feet. He wasn't very physical despite his size. Like, he's built like a running back. Like, he's not a slender type guy. So, for the 49ers defensive backs, they want these bigger dudes. Recovery speed's not elite. He did run a 4-4-6, which is fine. But whenever I was watching him and a lot of the games I watched him, it was just like, hmm, interesting. Another senior bowl guy. That's what it is. Um, Now, the one tape that I did get a watch of him against quality opponent, UCLA, he was awesome. Uh, he, he played very, very well. Man coverage specialist. He was a big-time basketball player in high school and track. Um, he ran a 23.6 in the 200-meter for you track guys. Jumped 20 feet, 10 inches in the long jump, and a 43.3 um, in the triple jump. So he he's an athlete. Goes back to a lot of the guys that the 49ers seem to like. My athletic comp is Derek Stingley Jr., who went third overall last year. And, again, that's not my comp. You put in his measurements. Let me go do this now. Um, In mockdraftable.com, Errol Luder Jr., I mean, he's solid. Arm length, 81 percentile. Hand size, 98 percentile. If you want to find the one thing, the common thread between the 49ers draft picks so far, it's hand size. All of them got gigantic hands. Vertical jump, 91 percentile. Listen to these um, players, again, that are... Positional comps for him, Nick Jones, Tyreek Stevenson went early, Sean Bunting, Kendall Fuller, Rocky Sin, Richard Sherman. They have a 73% match. So you're getting a lot of size and versatility. What's his best position? Probably outside corner, could play nickel, could play safety. They just keep going after these secondary guys that can kind of play everywhere. You know, you, you sign in the offseason, Isaiah Oliver, I'm not quite sure where his best position is. Not a bad pick at all. Again, let's just go. He's from Mississippi, Hattiesburg. Um, he's 23 years old, just had his birthday last week. Um, Daryl Luter Jr., let's see here. I'm just going through the beast right now. Uh, does a great job over there. Just kind of detailing. He was a no-star recruit. Wasn't ranked on any site um, but his friends were studs. six teammates signed with FBS programs. Um, some old miss Mississippi state, whatever else, all these different places. He went to Pearl river community college, which is right by Hattiesburg, um, started corner right off the bat was awesome. Three star juco, juco, um, recruit. And he got offers from coastal Carolina, great defensive program, Houston, Southern miss, but he chose South Alabama. um, He's married. He's been married now for three years. He got married back in December of 2020. They have a daughter, um, which is awesome. So you're talking about somebody that's very, very mature, kind of been into, into adulthood, graduated with his degree a year ago, played in the Senior Bowl. This dude's a man. <laughs> he is a father. Now, he's started 23 games. He's played in 34. Has not uh, missed too much times. He missed two games in 2021. With a leg injury, uh, but seems like he's been fine. Actually, I don't know if it is a leg injury. It just says injury on this. I'm going to have to do some research there. But if you go back to his 2021 tape, 14 pass deflections, 4 interceptions. Ball skills, great. This past year, teams just didn't throw it towards him. He had 8 pass deflections, 1 interception this year. But teams just didn't throw at him. Now, at his pro day, he ran a 4.38 combine 443 so he kind of upped his numbers just a little bit oh sorry that's the short shuttle i apologize he stood on his um 40 yard dash three cone ran a 690 check check you get somebody at six foot with under a 7-3 cone i don't care what position it is that is a win that is a win um yeah I, i like it um the strengths listed for, again, the 49ers just selected Daryl Luter Jr., cornerback, South Alabama. This is what um, was written up on him. Linked and speed, at his best in man-to-man. That's what he does. Likes to mix it up, has good long arms, which is good. Wingspan, 77. Here's what's weird. At the combine, his wingspan was 77 inches. At his pro day, it was 79. So <laughs> um, that's interesting. 40-inch vertical. Uh, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. I, I like this pick. I ain't even mad. Um, n- not going to lie. This is not my favorite pick of the draft. I like Jair Brown considerably. This is by far my second favorite pick, uh, and it's not even close. Jumping over to Pro Football Focus and just some of the stuff that they have written up on him. Man, he, he's played a lot of snaps. There's no doubt about it. Three years as a starter. Um, he did... He did. They just didn't throw it towards him a lot this year. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, very, very interesting to say the least. Forced incompletion percentage, second best in all of NCAA football. That's huge. Missed tackles. He had six missed tackles. He's played everywhere. Listen to his snap snap breakdown. 365 out wide, so wide side corner. 56 in the in the slot, so kind of a box safety. Five snaps in the slot seven blitzing on the line of scrimmage, seven deep. But he's an outside guy. And this is fun, man. I I freaking love it. And, you know, the 49ers, they got a good fit. So now I did. I love this question. Did anybody pick Daryl Luter on Patreon? I'll have to go back and look. We're giving away a Brandon Ayute jersey to the person that can pick the most players. Uh, So we'll have to go back and look. But I will say this on Patreon. We got two breakdowns up. I'm going to be breaking down some Joey Porter tape for sure, 100%. Um, I do like this comment from Random Dude. Steve Wilkes had an impact on this draft. Yeah, you got a safety. You got a corner. Neither were dire needs, but corner's a premium position. So I'm totally cool with this. Um, I have no problem. Another Ambry Thomas bad. Well, there's going to be – I'm not sure Ambry's going to be making this roster. I'm just going to be really honest. He's going to have to do make some huge strides. But the Niners have invested more picks at the cornerback position since Shanahan showed up than any other position. And so you're sticking with this. Um, And I'll be honest, let me look at my big board real quick. Let me see where I had him. Um, Here we go.
5: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
3: Daryl Luter, I man, this is about where he should have gone. Um, I had him 182nd overall on my big board. I don't see it as a stretch at all. I had a fifth round grade on him. He went in the fifth round. This is a match, right? J- Jair Brown, I had ranked higher than the 49ers select him. That was good. Jake Moody, absolutely not. Um now, you know, Kyle and them, they said, you know, well, if we didn't, if we traded back, we weren't gonna get him because the next kicker is going to go in the fourth round. The Patriots traded up for him, which is hilarious, because when the Niners took Mitch Wisnowski in the fourth round and pissed me off that year, uh, the Patriots went and traded up for a putter then, uh, <laughs> right afterwards again. So the 49ers and Patriots are similar. They value punters. They value kickers way more than any other team in the NFL, uh, but it's what it is. It's what it is. Uh, CBS gives us an A-plus for this pick. I wouldn't go that high. I'd say a solid A if I'm putting it in the context of the way the 49ers drafted this year, I'd a plus I'm fine with because I just wanted a player that fit a position of value. Um, you know, back to the question earlier, my biggest problem is you spent your first three first round picks on very low position play uh, positions, right? Trade it up for a safety. I don't value safety position high, but if you get the players and they ball out, then who cares? And so I'm really hoping this dude's an absolute stud. Um, He's going to be fun. Where his role's going to be. Best case scenario, he steps up and is an outside corner. You force Demo inside. That's best case. Um, Is there even an opportunity for him to take the outside job? I doubt it as a fifth round pick, but who knows? Who knows? Um, Right here, Anthony, is the cornerback Tomlinson still not drafted? He is not uh again he's gonna have to go to a team that wants a nickel only and doesn't have concern for size um so far josh no edge i hate this draft no edge or tackle no edge or tackle yet no edge or tackle yet so we still got another pick coming up here in a little bit break at 80 thank you he says who are you praying drops to our next pick duncan uh whipler trice a lot of them there Man, I want Rakeem Jarrett. I really, really do. I think he's a playmaker that fits what we do. Um, I do love Jalen Duncan. I've been so high on him. He's an absolute perfect fit with the 49ers, but you, I don't know because you look at these picks. Like If you look at the Jake Moody and Cameron Law to pick, these are the next five picks immediately after them. Makai Becton, corner, amazing. Offensive tackle Nick Saldaveri, amazing, perfect fit. Cornerback Ja'Korian Bennett, one of my favorite players in this draft. Cornerback Kaylee Ringo, got some concerns, but hyper-athleticism, amazing. Then offensive tackle Blake Freeland. Niners don't seem to care about the offensive tackle position, which is crazy because Colts McKivitz, I like him. I I said that I thought he'd be starting next year last year because I didn't think uh, McGlinchey was being brought back. But man, Trent Williams, how many more years is he going to play? You thought you would add some more guys here. Maybe there's just some late round undrafted free agents or 7th rounders that they like. It's interesting to me. Edge, I am not happy with our edge position, the depth there, which has been a solid you know, the staple of this team in the team building process is to have an elite edge. A lot of rotation guys bringing them in. We don't have that right now. Maybe they're going to sign somebody. Maybe they're going to trade for somebody. I don't know. I hope um, there are still edge free agents out there. They did what's it called the the restructure of CMC. Maybe now you can go pay a guy like Yannick Ngakwe. You do that, check mark uh, right. But we're still one or two guys short. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, and so it, it, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Roy, I'm with you. Law two I don't like Law two I didn't like. The prospect. I love Latu. He's a great dude. Checks all the boxes. Great con. Like, it's hard to, I don't want to divorce the player and who these awesome kids are with their traits and what they put on tape. It's not Latu's fault that he got drafted in the third round. I had a six-round grade on him. Um, he's the worst blocking tight end in this draft, period. Him and Zach Koontz. So, they're, they're going a different direction than what we have seen at these positions. That's not Cameron Lottie's fault. He's an awesome dude, and I, I do not want this to come across negative towards any of those people. This is a dream come true, and I'm happy for him, and I hope that dude balls out, and I'm going to be a fan of his. Again, broke down film this morning. You want to watch it? I did a 40-minute breakdown this morning on his tape. That dude was one for eight on outside on blocks outside of the numbers, or just out in space, one for eight. And Whenever I say one for eight, he didn't even touch the guys. A lot of times, literally whiffed like Olay. So he's got to change some things. Kittle's going to have to coach that dude up. That's just all there is to it. Um, But we'll see. Um, Is he fast? No. Does he break tackles? Nope. Fewest broken tackles of any drafted. So you got the worst blocky tight end. You get based on college tape. Worst blocky tight end, worst, you know, uh, elusive tight end in this draft. And you got him high. We'll see. Now, maybe he gets to develop. He's got great hands. I will say that. He's got great hands. Did drop a touchdown pass in that Tennessee game that was rough. But um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But this is fun. Niners adding players. Depth is building. I like this pick. I really do like this pick. I have no problems with this whatsoever. So, um, we, we are back up. Couple picks uh just went off the board, but we're gonna be back up at 173. So here in about 10 picks. Uh man, you know what? Let's just roll with it. I, I I ain't going nowhere. We just watching this. Let's let's have a good time. Let's keep partying. Let's get your questions in. Let's uh let me uh I do need to update my so since we took man, a lot of guys went. Jordan McFadden guard went to the Chargers. Caillou Blue Kelly, he was the Niners target. Daniel Scott, we got our safety. I didn't like him anyway. Dontavian Wicks, wide receiver, went to the Packers, loved him. Antonio Johnson, safety, liked him, didn't need him. Rams took Nick Hampton, edge, out of App State. That's a good pick for them. That's a good pick for them. Uh, he didn't fit what we do, but that's a good pick. Will Mallory, who I had head and shoulders above Cameron Law too, went to the Colts. Um, and then Chase Brown, running back went to the Bengals, and now the Minnesota Vikings, their pick is in. Um And so, yeah, we're at pick 165. We're up in eight picks. And so it, and then after that, we're going to have to wait a long time unless the trade takes place. But let's go back to the head coach and the GM. We talked about Kicker. Let's listen to Kyle talk about Kicker. And, man, he, he is making – He's having a good time at trolling fans, which is interesting to me, but uh, I'll let you listen to the response himself. This is Kyle on drafting Jake Moody.
6: Very important because I don't want to have to think about it, which I've been fortunate in that area for the last six years. Uh, so it's been awesome with Ravi. You know, we haven't had to worry about that spot, um, how consistent he's been with making field goals. Um, I think I've said before, it was, you know, the first time in my career that. I always actually, just energy-wise, always felt like the kick was going in, um, and he earned that with us, and probably starting with our first year when he didn't miss one. Um, but it's not fun to have to go replace that. I, mean, I still can't believe we didn't take a running back. Um, but, you know, it was a necessary need. And um, But if you're going to do it, you better do it with the right one. And, you know, we felt like we got the best kicker um, in the draft, and one that, you know, I can't say that I study kickers every year, but the people who do felt very good about it. And, you know, I think it's all about, you know, you know you need one, so where are you going to get it? And you think you're looking at, you know, there's probably five to six teams who you feel need a kicker, and so the whole debate is um, where to go get that guy, because it's someone you need to get. And, um, you know, when you look at the history, the majority of kickers go in the fourth round. We didn't have a fourth round pick. Um, The guy was not going to be there in the fifth round. And when you look at pick 99, I know they call it the third round, but... To me it's seven picks after the third round ends so i feel like it's the start of the fourth round so it to me that was like that was the spot that we felt would be the spot to get them but that's why we we're also nervous that someone could come up to 100 and take them so i'm um, very glad that we got them but yeah it's not it's not quite as fun as some other things can be but I think it would be if we'd had a bad kicker for the last six years. I think everyone would be like, all right, we finally invested and we got one. But, you know, when you have one who's been like Robbie and so consistent, it's a little anti-climatic, but it was something that is extremely important.
3: So, you know, the jokes, they write themselves sometimes. You know, the, the amount of flack that they've gotten for failed third-round picks, which they've only done two years in a row, but they did trade up for Trey Sermon. Um, that didn't work out. Then you took, you know, last year, again, I I can't unforget it. Jaron Hall, another quarterback, just went off the board to the Vikings. Um, he was my one of my top rated, he was my number two rated quarterback that was left. Um, he he's he's off the board there, but to the Vikings. But man, when we were in Vegas for the live draft, and we'll be in Detroit next year, which would be fun. When they took um TDP, the room was so pissed if we would have been at a live draft this year and they took the kicker, I don't know how it would have taken. I'm just going to be honest. And, you know, for him, again, I'm going to play this, like, little clip again, but, like, the the joke. And Kyle thinks this is hilarious. But
6: it's not fun to have to go replace that. I, mean, I still can't believe we didn't take a running back. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was an- I, I,
3: I, I I don't get it, you know. I am a huge Kyle Shanahan fan. Again, I say this all the time. Top four coach in the league. Like, I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's incredible. I'm so glad he is our coach. The emails and DMs I get, most of them start like this. Why is Kyle Shanahan so smug to the fans? I get it all the time from a lot of different people. And, yeah, he comes across that way. Um, and it, it's I'm not trying to defend him. That's not my job. And so people, the funny thing is, I've been critical of some of these picks, and people are DMing me, why are you always so negative, and oh, why can't you just get behind this team? And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the guy that gets criticized for being too positive. Like, hold on just a second. Like, let's, let's, let's take this back for a minute. Just because I love this team, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan who is a content creator, okay? I'm not a beat reporter currently. We'll have to see if that changes in the future, but... I'm a fan that loves this. Positivity is who I am as a person. I'm not a person that's going to be a lap dog and just praise everything the Niners do. That's not who I am. That's not who I'm going to be. I'm going to be who I am. Like, my favorite thing about this, this job that... I've been doing this for eight years now. Starting this draft weekend. This is year eight of the 49ers Rush Podcast. Year eight. I'm my own boss. Well, you guys are my boss, really. But... nobody's telling me what to do. Nobody's telling me, hey, man, you got to do this, or you can't say that, or whatever else. No, no, this is me. I don't have anybody telling me what to do besides my wife, but she doesn't, you know, come at me with Niners stakes, thankfully. I wouldn't mind if she did, actually. Um, But it's what it is. So I'm positive a lot of times because I am a positive person, and I really like what this front office and team has become. It's incredible. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to sit there and say, yeah, it makes sense because I don't think it does make sense. And I do disagree with the process, but that's okay. I'm not the head coach. I'm not the GM. But just because I disagree with something doesn't mean I think Kyle's bad or John Lynch is bad. No, I I've been constantly on the dude. I love this front office, but it's okay to disagree. Disagreements are all right. Uh, Now, if, you know, something happens and I piss you off too much, I get it. And I apologize. But, man, let's I'm just going to I'm going to be real. I didn't like these things, and I'm not going to change the negative. If they take a pick that I think is stupid, I'm going to say I think it's dumb. I thought the picks that they took yesterday were stupid. I like Jair Brown, though. Um, I really do like Jair Brown, though. Um, and, yeah, Latu, my opinion on the player, I watch a lot of tape. I did a full 40-minute breakdown this morning after the pick, hoping to find positives. I couldn't find them. And that was a game he had 60, uh, six catches in and a touchdown. And I still walked away thinking, yikes, if this is his best tape, don't like it. Niner saw something, I didn't. George, thank you, man. Uh, he says, great Latu breakdown on Patreon. It, it was It's a fun thing, but, man, I went into it just trying to find something to hang my hat on. And I, I struggled. Uh, Josh says, Latu's amazing human. I personally don't like it at all. <laughs> and that's okay. That's an okay thing. But we're going to keep going through the film. I am excited about some Daryl Luter, though. So if I had to say, like, okay, my favorite pick in this draft, probably Daryl Luter Jr., because you didn't trade up for him. Trading up for a safety when there were so many safeties on the board, I don't like that at all. I don't like it. But I'm going Daryl Luter Jr. is my favorite pick of this draft so far. The Jair Brown, I like it. Again, third-round safety, not the biggest fan, but that's okay. Trading up for a third-round safety, even less likely. Uh, But awesome. He's incredible. Then I, I don't know which one I like more or which one I like least the kicker or Cameron law i I'd say Cameron law two. And then the last one would be the kicker. Having said that, do I understand that the Niners need a kicker? Yes, I do. Um, and it kind of makes more sense that the Niners value a kicker more than any other team because, because Kyle Shanahan's the least aggressive guy. When it comes to fourth downs, he will settle for field goals. Like nobody's business. So because of that, maybe the Niners are, you know, more pro kicker than everybody else. And that's okay. And that's okay. I I love this. Cody says, Thank goodness you're not a scout. Man, I appreciate you, Cody and Tina. I've never seen you guys in here, but I'm glad you're here. Uh appreciate the criticism. I tough skin, baby. Bring it, girl. Or guy. I don't know if it's Cody and Tina, uh whatever. Um, we'll see. But and, and we'll see. It, I get it. Drafting a kicker, I think it makes sense. Drafting the highest kicker in the past decade, what would it take for Jake Moody to be like, oh, that was a good pick? B.J. Thompson, edge out of Stephen F. Austin, just went off the board. He was another guy that met um, with the 49ers. Uh, He was a good player. I had an undrafted free agent grade on him, but, man, he is a project with a really, really high ceiling. Um, And we got a trade. Oh, here we go. The Houston Texans, man, they are aggressive. They are trading like crazy people. Um, but what would it take for Jake Moody to be a positive pick? He's got to be an all-pro kicker in the next three years. He's got, like, you're asked. this is my own whatever. Like, everybody wants to bring up Mitch Wisnowski, the highest drafted punter in a decade almost. I don't think that was a good pick. I, th- I still think it's a terrible pick. Is he a top-five punter now? Maybe. Zero Pro Bowls, zero All-Pros for the highest-graded punter. Where are you taking them? Now, his first three years, I thought he was bad, almost cut-worthy, just so inconsistent. Last two years has been great. It just took a while for Mitch to get there. So if you're asking me, it's been in a fourth-round pick on a punter that the highest-drafted punter in probably the last decade, and he's the fifth-best punter, I'm being gracious here, I don't think that's a win, personally. I don't. So with Jake Moody, same thing. If the highest drafted kicker in a decade, in a decade, if that dude doesn't get Pro Bowls and All-Pros, not a good pick. Not a good pick. Um, yeah, and oh, what's up, Cody? I appreciate you guys. First time here. Glad you're here, man. Uh, we go live all year round, and we love uh, whatever your takes are. So if you disagree with stuff, let us know in the chat. We want to bring that stuff up. No problem whatsoever with that. And just glad you guys are here. now. Let's transition. Here we are. What do we got? Uh, Six picks till the Niners are back up on the clock, and then we're going to have a long wait. So we're up here at 173. Once you get to this point, trades are kind of weird because the picks, like for the Niners could jump up right now and give up one of their sevenths. I'm not sure that's really worth it, uh, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe there's somebody um, that... You know, maybe there's somebody they want to jump up for. Here we go. Uh Doors fan. I love the I love the doors. Love the doors. Um, you down on Mitch, but gave Ruben Foster a pass. He was a bust. Yeah, the draft is a crapshoot. I loved the trading backup for Ruben Foster. Everybody did. That was an A plus. What do we not know behind the scenes? Right? As content creators, whatever else, we don't know medicals, which were, his were bad. And we don't know off the field stuff, which his were bad. And the coaches lied to the 49ers about, you know, what was interesting. Oh, I want to bring this up. This is huge. Whenever they talked about law listen to Kyle Shanahan's answer. I thought this was, this was huge on why the 49ers liked Cameron law Uh, I thought this was a really good clip.
4: Um, I, I, I think his mentality, I think he's a, a, a versatile player. Uh, in that he's good in both the uh, the run and the pass, but he went to Bama as a as a linebacker, and I think he plays like that. You know, I think he's got a uh, you know he he he's an aggressive player, he's a competitive player. When you're watching film with him, you know he's a guy who. As, as soon as the next play, his recalls really good, and he, oh coach, this is not a good one, you know. He's just he kind of grew on you from that standpoint. I know Kyle got to talk to uh, Sark uh, over at Texas, who had coached him right when he was transitioning over to the tight end position. Um, you know, got some information, but um, you know, just we like the skill set and we like the mentality.
3: And I I just think it's hilarious. They had to go talk to the Texas coach because they hate Nick Saban. Do you remember whenever it was Mac Jones Pro Day and Johnny Kyle went down there? They wouldn't even talk to Saban. There was zero interaction. Like, they hate each other. They have publicly, like, kind of gone after each other. But anyway, I think that's hilarious. Um, But, yeah, you're right. Ruben Foster, I really, really liked. The medicals and off-the-field stuff we didn't know about. We're never going to know about those things as, you know, unless you're a front office and I can bring them in and do an MRI, our MRI and all that stuff, we got to go with what we got. The player matched. When Reuben Foster stepped on the field that first year, second year, it matched the draft position. He was incredible. It was the off-the-field stuff. Cameron, clean off-the-field stuff as far as we know. Clean medical as far as we know. And so I like that. But you are correct, and we're never going to be right, and I hope I am so wrong. I hope I'm so wrong. I really do. Um, But we'll see here. Tyler, thank you for the super chat. He says, what tackle do you want right now? My highest graded tackle is Jalen Duncan out of Maryland, which if we would have took him at three, Owen Popo just went off. He was one of the highest players on my board. to the Arizona Cardinals, linebacker out of Auburn. Man, they just keep drafting linebackers, but he's a damn good player. I really, really liked him. If I Jalen Duncan, if the Niners would have took him in the third round, I would have been so happy. If they can grab him here in the fifth, I would be stoked. Um, Jackson Kirkland out of Washington, he's one of those hyper guard tackle type guys. Ryan Hayes, Michigan. I mean, there's lots of tackles that fit. And so this is kind of where I had them. I had a fourth round grade on Jalen Duncan. This would be a huge value. We haven't had a value pick yet. Um, the only value pick that we have had, we traded up for, so that kind of takes away some of the value. But Jair Brown was the one guy that I had ranked higher than where the 49ers selected him. But that's just my opinion. That doesn't mean anything. But uh, just to, again, as somebody that's watched at least two tapes on every single player, we did 294. Um, that's what stood out. That's what stood out to me. And so, so I like that. Um, yeah, right there. Uh, <laughs> um, From Jesus Christ, Mikey. Latu used to be a D-end. Yeah, he was a D-end. He was a basically a 3-4 outside backer. And then he transitioned his second year to tight end. And it took him a little time, but back-to-back good years. He now holds the record for most touchdowns by a tight end in Alabama history. That's incredible. That's awesome. That's a great thing. Um, Now, let's go to John. We heard Kyle. Talk about Law 2 Let's go to John. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's go to backwards. We heard John Lynch talk about Cameron to the tight end. Let's listen to Kyle break down his new tight end weapon. What you liked about him the most that he looked like
6: a, a good player, um, but also how much better he got throughout the year and how much more we think's in his body. And then you look at his history and knowing he was he came in playing linebacker the first two years, I think, um, switched over. Um, so he's late to the position. As you watch him throughout the year. We think he can get a lot better in the run game and the pass game. And it's hard to say whether he's a – usually you designate a guy one or the other. He's a run blocker or a pass blocker. I mean, or a pass game guy. And we see this guy as both. And he could accelerate in both. And um, that's important to us with all our tight ends.
3: That was the weirdest thing about the whole day to me. Not the kicker. Not the trade for a safety. Whenever they both mentioned blocking. Film – and PFF, like what you take that for, whatever you want. Blocking's non existent. They use him as an inline tight end. He blocked one snap in line the entire game versus Tennessee. I've watched three films on him now. And again, I can't find good reps. I found one good rep. I'll cut it and put it up um, on Twitter a little bit later. Another tackle just went off the board, a seam Richards to the Cowboys. Um, but it, it's interesting to me to hear Kyle say, we like him as a blocker. Because, again, the Niners use the most two tight end sets in the NFL. And the one thing that I do like about Latu is I think he's more of a move guy. He's smaller. He's not faster. He's slower than any tight end we have on the roster. Slower than Tucker Craft. He's slower than uh, Dwelly. He's slower than Kittle. He's slower than um, Warner. But, which Craft's not on the roster anymore, so we can move on past that. But he's slower and he doesn't block. Again, one snap the whole game, and it was 49-49 to 49, uh, going into the fourth. I mean, incredible game, Alabama versus Tennessee. He was in line for one block. Most of his in-line plays were his hands on the, the ground. He goes on a route. Um, they just never used him as a blocker. They, they just didn't do it. And whenever they did, he had the lowest grade. He was one for eight on outside blocking ticking. So that's nine snaps that he blocked in an entire game, an entire game. Um, which is interesting. Oh, what's up, Tommy? How you doing, man? Appreciate the super chat. He says, Jalen Carter is Reuben Foster 2.0. I hope not. I the I understand the stuff happened, um, and it breaks my heart And the decision-making process. I get it. I don't want to root against people. I never really want to unless they give us a reason to. Um, I hope Jalen Carter's makes it work. Oh, we got trade. Raiders just traded up. Niners on the clock and four picks. I hope not. Um, But, you know, if we're looking, if we're looking at, you know, the NFC, there is no, there's nobody that could say the Seahawks have not closed the distance. I'm wearing my Conquered the West t shirt, man. Uh, I was at that game. It was awesome. It was incredible. Had a great time. I was at that game. But I'm telling you right now, the Seahawks have had a hell of a draft and we'll have to see how it shakes out. The Eagles, who we played in the NFC Championship. Freaking badass draft. Now, again, those players might not pan out. Who knows? I'm not rooting against players, though. I don't mind rooting against teams. I don't want to root against those kids. That's just me. Uh, and just like us. I've said multiple times, I don't like the 49ers draft so far. I really don't. Doesn't mean I'm rooting against them. I want Cameron Law to be amazing. I want Jake Moody to be the best kicker in the NFL. I want him to be better than Justin Tucker, who's maybe the best kicker of all time, who, by the way hook them horns, and was an undrafted free agent. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll see there. We'll see there. Um, and you got to play the game. You don't go out there with, you know, whatever. You got to play the game. Now, again, going back to the press conference, Anytime we start this draft process, everybody's like best pit player available, best player available. Listen to me very quickly. The Niners don't give a damn about best player available. They've said this year after year after year. Listen to them talk. They do not do best player available. They focus on who can make our roster. Not the best player. Need, they look at depth. That's what they care about. Not best player available.
6: We, we're, we're trying to get the best player, and that's going to be our first. You know, 99 and 101 and 102, we looked at almost all the same. We're trying to get three players who can make our team. Um, And we feel we have a pretty good team. Um, But we had a lot of hopes on guys who could fall to there that can not only just make our team, but could fill spots to potentially be a starter. I didn't, it was so nice going into the draft this year that we didn't feel like we had to find a starter at any position except kicker. Um, everything else we feel we can win with our guys in. But we're going to do our best at every pick we have to, first of all, find someone who can make the team and then someone who can compete to make the guys we have better um, or to beat out the guys that we have. So um, we play two safeties. We have packages where we can have three in. Last year, our starting safety um, got hurt pretty early and we ended up starting a safety who we got in a, a workout um, three three weeks in a training camp, um, who's now our starting safety this year. Um, Huff just got to start last year for the first time. Um, we were fortunate there with health and everything, but to add some depth and also a guy who we believe could have gone in the second round and been a starter somewhere else, we we feel we got a real good player who's going to help our team. And the tight end is the same situation, I think, is really the safeties. And I think we have a number other a number of other positions like that that hopefully we can address tomorrow.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, we look at best player available. We want the best player available, but can they make this team? And I think that's a fair way to do it. You know, every team has different philosophies and what they do. One of the things I love the most about the 49ers and the Eagles is they draft inside out. You look at the Seahawks, they draft outside in. Um, and so they always fill needs. You go back to 2020, okay? 2019, you make it to the NFC Championship, right? You trade DeForest Buckner, whether we like it or not, whatever, that's irrelevant for this conversation. You lose Emmanuel Sanders, right? And then Joe Staley retires. What three things did you do in the draft? You draft a defensive tackle to replace DeForest Buckner, okay? If it worked or not, don't care. You trade up for a wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders lost. You trade for Trent Williams, Joe Staley left. They go after the holes that they have, not best player available. Right here in this draft, they draft Jake Moody. What happened? You just heard him say, "Well, we did we don't have spots for a lot of starters. The only spot that we had was a kicker. You took it, the highest kicker picked in the past decade. They go after needs." Um and so you, you kind of take that and yeah, and right here, Aaron, appreciate you. The front office must feel great about last year's red shirts on O-line, D-line. They have to. Um and again, if if this pick is an O-line or D-line, when was the last time the 49ers went through a draft without just picking O line and D linemen? They do have a lot of bodies there, but I don't know. The edge position is scarce currently. It, my assumption this is just an assumption. If they don't go edge soon, um, then I think they're 100% going to sign another free agent edge, and there's a lot available. There are a lot of guys that are out there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark says, man, if you had a clue who they might draft, I bet new cornerback could beat out Ambry Thomas. It's going to be a battle, and they want a lot of guys. They they want a lot of guys, and you know, right here, Patriots wanted Moody. Yeah, they traded up for Ryland, the other kicker out of Maryland, which is even crazier to me than sitting there and taking a kicker. But yeah, and again, there were three consecutive trades. The pick right after Cameron Latu. Three consecutive trades, and I think it was like five trades out of the next seven picks. So I guarantee you, Kyle even said, well, we thought about trading back, but we weren't sure he'd be there. This this front office loves Jake Moody and Cameron Latu. Ah, Payne Durham, tight end. Man, he was awesome. Just went to the, the Bucks. They traded up for him. I freaking loved Payne Durham so much. He he was awesome. Um, I had him. A full two rounds ahead of Cameron Law too, but that's in the past. We got to move on. Man, they got a hell of a player late in the draft. Ah, oh, I knew there were going to be some stud tight ends available in round five, but that's okay. Uh here we are two picks away. We got the Giants um at 172, then the 49ers are up at 173. Um, again, asking everybody whenever we get to that point not to tip the pick, if that's okay. Um, let's go through it and we'll we'll go through all of the Scouting reports that we got up on them. Uh, mine, Brian Carter's. We got the beast. We got PFF. We're going to get kind of a wide range as possible view on all these different guys. Um, yeah. Bucks have drafted well today. There's no doubt about it. Um, there's, there's no doubt. Um, and so Lucas says, man, kicker drafted in third. Cause he wasn't trying to fight to get into the fourth. There you go. Um, that's what Kyle said. And that's what they're saying. So, uh, the New York Giants' pick is in, which means the 49ers are officially on the clock. We are waiting on, you know, when they will pick. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going Jalen Duncan. That's who I would take. Jalen Duncan, tackle out of Maryland. That would be my pick here. There's also a lot of solid edge guys. Andre Carter, Army. He's a developmental guy. Um, Ali Gay, LSU. Akina and in- uh, Kwoku <laughs> out of out of Rice. I I freaking love that dude. Um, Niners met with him several times over, and I would love to have the problem of pronouncing his name for years to come. Eric Gray, a running back out of Oklahoma, just went to uh, the Giants, and I really liked him. Had a fifth-round grade on him. Uh, He was a fun player, so he kind of going where he should. Chase Brown went earlier in this draft, uh, another good-quality player, So I'm just marking them off on my big board if you're following along. There's still so many just quality players. And this was the whole write-up on the 49ers or on this draft was depth. Fifth round was everything. Fifth round, fourth, fifth round were incredible. You had no fourth round picks. But if you wanted to count the three picks that the Niners as comp picks, that's cool. No problem with that. But, man, then you traded to go up to get that safety. You lost one of those picks. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I like Daryl Luter Jr., the corner that they got earlier in the fifth round. That was awesome. Um, and I'm really, really hoping they could pair him with an O-line or a D-line or a wide receiver. I'd be cool with that too just because I think that's where the value of this draft is. I have three third-round wide receivers left on my board. A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest, Rakeem Jarrett, and Keyshawn Boot. Um, out of LSU, which if, if I was being true to the process, 49ers picks in, 173. They're not trading. Um, they are going to commercial, though. Don't go to commercial. Come on, now. You went to commercial last time we were up. Um, again, try not to tip the pick if you don't mind. I will announce it as soon as it comes across the ticker on the bottom of the screen. Uh, Kayshawn Boot out of LSU was going to be a first-round pick two years ago. Didn't really – not very strong workout. Or what about this? Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State wide receiver. Brock Purdy's old teammate, not too bad. You want to stay with Penn State? Niners like Penn State, guys. You got Parker Washington, wide receiver. There are a lot of wide receivers. Elijah Higgins, Stanford they've met with. Ronnie Bell they're high on. Uh, Puka Nakau out of BYU. His brother was on our practice squad last year. Malik Knowles, little-known guy. I'm just – there are a lot of wide receivers. There are a lot of wide receivers that I like. Once you get over to the tackle position – There's not much. Jalen Duncan, Jackson Kirkland, Ryan Hayes, Warren McClendon, Trevor Reed, Richard Garage. There's some guys. Um, Edge position. Again, those are the three positions that I think the Niners need the most. Andre Carter, Ali Gay, Akina, Thomas Income, um, and then Jose Ramirez, Isaiah Land. There's some guys on the back end uh, that I like there as well. I don't think they'll go corner again. I don't think they'll go safety again, but who knows? (laughs) <laughs> you have to rule out um, some of these, you know, different te- some of these different positions. But at the same time, I'm just like, ah, ah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe uh don't rule them out. But we'll see. Um, the pick is in at 173. We're about to figure out the newest 49er. This is fun. This is exciting. The draft should be fun. And it's okay to get upset. It's okay to disagree, uh, as I have done during this draft. But at the end of the day, man, we're fans of this team. And we're getting new players to root for. I'm excited. You know, I dive into all these players, but once they're on our team, then it's a whole nother level, right? And I'm excited because we do our 90-man roster countdown where we do a full episode on all 90 players on the 49ers roster. That's going to be fun. Ranking these guys where we think they'll, you know, add in this year fighting everything out that we can about their past, high school grades, majors, all that stuff. It's a fun project. Uh, So I'm excited. As you know, we get to know these guys a little bit now, and then we go into the film, and then we get to figure out who they are long-term because the 49ers have established such a great culture. There's no doubt about that. Like, what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done is incredible. Like, do not let that be lost. They have built up the capital to... Take some swings on third-round kickers. They've done that. You can dislike the pick, but this is one of the best rosters, if not the best roster in in sports. Um, I put them and the Eagles. I think those are the two best rosters. The the rest of the teams in the AFC, there's some good ones, but a lot of those teams are driven just by elite quarterback play. Chiefs roster does not hold up to the Eagles or to the 49ers. It's the quarterback that drives everything. Eagles, 49ers, solid rosters. If you get great quarterback play, then watch out, um, which we saw with Jalen Hurts last year. We saw with Brock Purdy last year. And so can you get that sustained play at the quarterback position? But the roster, John Lynch and Kyle killed it. All right, here we go. We're back. Robert Bill Jr. edge. I love it. Um, I freaking love it. Now, I was not high on Robert Bill uh, Jr. at all. He is very low. On my edge rankings, but I don't give a damn because <laughs> we got a position of need. And I, he was interested. 6'4, 247. He's awesome. Um, he started eight games this past year, six and a half sacks in 2021, which led the team. Georgia's interesting because they rotate, they literally have two flights of starters and they just rotate. Um you know, he only played 486 snaps last year. Three sacks, four hits, 19 hurries. He's he's good at everything. Pass rush, he had a 65.9 grade. Run defense, had a 64.3 grade. Good speed, length, all those things. He ran a 4.4840. So the speed edge guy that the Niners have coveted for so freaking long, you got him here. I had a six-round grade on him. Um, you got him in the fifth round. At the end of the fifth round, it's about where he should have went. This is about where he should have went. I'm curious where I had him on my overall um, board here. I had him 203. We took him 173. So a couple of picks early. I don't give a damn. I love this pick. I like this pick a lot. Uh, I'm excited for this. This is good. Um, and he did a lot. You know, in Norcross, man, I, I used to live out there. Won regional titles and personal best with the shot put and discus. This dude is a freak, man. Um, he is an absolute beast. Let me pull up his mock draftable. Robert Bill Jr. And I mean, he is 40 yard dash top 98th percentile, 10 yard split 70th percentile hand size sticking with it again. Every guy, the Niners have drafted big old hands. I don't know about the kicker though. Um, 71 percentile arm length, 86 percentile. He is listen to these comps. This is mock draftable. Not me, Derek Hall. Probably, you know, everybody kept asking me, if we traded up, who would you want? I wanted Derek Hall. Sadly, he went within the division. They're an 85.2% similarity. Will Anderson, 81%. Corey Lemonier, y'all remember him? 81%. Jermaine Johnson, Sam Williams, Aziz ojalari like Isaiah Foskey. He's got some super, super elite traits. Like, not even like good traits, super elite. Um, especially with speed, this dude twitched up athlete. Um, you know, you look at, I'm, I'm switching over now to Dane Brugler's right up on him, which he's, he does great work. He really, really does good work. He had him as his 28th edge player. Um, he's 23 years old from Duluth, Georgia. That's what's up. Um, he goes by RJ, Robert RJ, Bill Jr. Right. Robert Jr. Makes sense um played basketball growing up and was an avid bowler okay what's up there we go um did a lot in high school we talked about shot put and all those things now if we look at this dude's only started 10 games his entire career at georgia and he he was there for a long time redshirted 2017 and then used the sixth year um to stay there he entered the transfer portal in 2019 but then decided to stay. So he kind of like looked elsewhere after he wasn't getting starts, um, but then stayed and kind of turned it on. Six and a half sacks in 2021, three sacks, and this dude was just a pass rushing specialist. That's just kind of what he is. Um, Now, let's see here. Strengths, again, this is Dane Brugler on The Beast. Athletic does great work. Looks the part with size, muscular length, first step burst, stride acceleration, gets him there in a hurry. Yeah, 4 4 speed as an edge guy that weighs 247s. Pretty damn impressive. Able to attack and slap the outside. Love that. Effective counter punch. Um, lateral quickness shakes off blockers, crashes on down plays. Comfortable peeling off those hips to drop, which I like. He's athletic, man. golf ball carriers with his massive wingspan, forces runners to widen out. Um, hand strength is evident, sets the edge well, properly locks out. Good weaknesses, undeveloped pass rush sequence, which means this is a guy that's one with speed his whole entire, like he's a speed guy, speed, speed, speed. Got to develop some of those other things. Nick Bosa going to help him. Nick Bosa is going to help him. Quick to shoot his hands, but struggles to work off his initial attack. Uh, Rush moves are sporadic and often mistimed. Um, Needs to see through blockers with the leverage that he has. Stack and shed skills need to be more violent and sudden. Interesting. Um, Oh, here we go. This is uh, all right. Was arrested with teammate uh, Brandon Cox on a misdemeanor charge marijuana possession. I don't really give a damn about that. Uh, But still, those were the rules. You're going to live in Georgia. Got to follow those state regulations. Him and Brandon Cox got arrested in 2019. That was three years ago. Um, Will be 24 years old as a rookie. And so there we see only 10 starts. The the marijuana possession, I ain't messing with that. I don't really give a damn. Uh, Welcome to California, baby. Uh, now, summary. A part-time player at Georgia, I get that. Outside linebacker and Will Muschamp. This is a Will Muschamp guy. The Niners draft so many Will Muschamp guys. He was at South Carolina. That was Debo. That was Ken Law. They love that. Muschamp was his, you know, that it goes back to that. So they have a coach that they can reach out and trust and talk to about this guy. That's huge. Um, coach Boom, baby. Hook him. He was with us for a little bit. Overall Bill is raw with pass rush setup and execution versus the run, but he has size, speed profile and splash plays that could be a better pro than college player. There we go. Um fun player. Fun player. I'm excited to I'm excited about this guy. I'm excited about the film on this guy. These are the types of guys it's very clear to look at this and say why is this guy, you know, how is he going to be successful? Speed and burst. You don't need everything else. It's edge. Exactly. I freaking love this. Um, I'm liking all the comments. This is awesome. Yeah, right here. Um, Bill has great speed. I hate spin moves. (laughs) If you watch the film, as a former coach, I hated spin moves. But it does display the athleticism. Um, And again, yeah, you you look at the stats, they're not going to be great. Not going to be great. Rotate, they rotate. You look at Jalen Carter's stats, not great. You, You look at... Georgia D-line snaps are not great. This is why they get all the guys is because they all get to play as a freshman. But yeah, right there. Love this pick. What are y'all's thoughts? Do y'all like this pick? What, give it a grade. A, B, C, D, E, F. Man, I'm going solid A. I'm just going to be honest. It's a huge position to need. Huge position to need. You get an elite skill set, speed. You know, I wanted Derek Hall because of speed. He was gone. This guy's still there. Byron Young, Tennessee, wanted him because of speed. We didn't have this. Austin Bryant, who you brought in on a minimum deal. That dude's got two and a half career sacks. We'll see here. We got a dog. <laughs> if the Eagles drafted this guy, everybody would be blowing up, you know, everything in the chat because they keep going after Bulldogs. We got one of our own. Go dogs. Uh Cody, he says, Kusarik will get uh, this guy to be a star. All he's got to do is come in and be a speed rusher. That's it. That's all he's got to do. Um. Yes, Brian Carter. What's up, buddy? Had a blast with you yesterday, man. He crushed it. Go check out Brian Carter ninety nine podcast. If you like Niners podcast, you're here. I assume you do. uh Go check out his show. Brian says, "Twitchy speed rusher with good link." Let's go. I like this man. Th- this is awesome. And so, yeah, looking at the grades, we got triple A, A, C from the art collector. I'm curious why we got an A there. Five star recruit. Um, yeah, wingspan's huge. We got a B from Tobias. Kevin, what's up, brother? Uh, he's got an A, I believe in you, a, eight B minus. There we go. Um, and when's our next pick? We got a minute. So the Niners just picked at 173. We do not pick until basically the same spot in the sixth round. That's 216. So, yeah, we, we got a while. But you got a corner. I love it. You got an edge guy. Love it. Niners just don't give a damn about the offensive line. They must really, really like the guys they got. They must I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, yeah, I, I no clue. <laughs> um, because yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to me. We got an A minus grade. Uh, look at Sin. She says Brian Pod's amazing. Brian's just a good dude. Um, so yeah, go support that dude. If you like good people, he's a good dude. Tom B plus. Uh, Chris sees something in him, that's enough for me. Josh A, Caesar A, breaking 80, B plus with upside. Ooh, that's what's up. Just described my entire college experience. Uh, WPO A. I like this. Mr. Randy A. Nice. I love this. Stanley A. All these good ones. A minus. Good. Ryan Hayes would be my sixth pick. Uh, top guy, sixth pick. Yeah, I really man, are we even gonna draft a tackle <laughs> at this point? I just I just don't even get it. A-plus right there. We got an A. Running back next. I'm okay taking a run back here. I have clearly defined parameters, and I think a lot of the NFL operates this way as well. First through third round, immediate starters. That's that's starter in a year or two. With the Niners roster, it's a little bit different because they're stacked. Fourth, fifth round, all right, developmental upside. They did that with both these picks. Daryl Luter Jr., developmental upside. Small school guy with an elite body and length, and traits, I like that. Then you go, Bill, good gosh, elite traits. Developmental, no doubt about it. Situational guy, I like it. Now, 6th, 7th, best player available. I don't give a damn what position it is, right? You just go best player available. That's all there is to it. So this has been fun, and if you haven't yet, go check out our Patreon. Man, we're going to have so much content on there. Oh, and we are going to be hanging out on Zoom. We got our Zoom hangout tomorrow, Sunday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I get to hear from you. I talk nonstop. This is the time where you guys get to share your thoughts on the draft what was good, what you liked. I'm sure we're going to talk kickers. Um, and so yeah, we're gonna hang out for an hour on Zoom. It's an absolute blast. Build a community, positivity. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. So that's gonna be all Patreon subscribers. Now, if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon yet, what are you doing? We got every, We have over 750 draft break or videos up on there. You want to watch every single snap, offense, defense, special teams from the last two years of the Niners season? As soon as you sign up, you get it all. Bets that we do, we made some money this draft, by the way. Uh, Zoom hangouts, draft prospect videos, we got it all. Head over there, 49ers and Patreon. Just Google that, 49ers, Patreon, first thing that pulls up, or go to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. You can join there. We even have a seven-day free trial, which I'm going to tell you, we're probably going to have about 15 videos <laughs> up over there. Um, uh, It's going to be a lot, but that's okay. You guys are the best. This has been fun. I will come back on. Um, We'll be going live right before the Niners are on the clock at 2.16. So I'm going to work on getting that feed up, and I will see you soon. Two great picks. Until next time, stay strong faithful.
7: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.